From Omaha, Nebraska to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Switch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dating for a long time. You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. The Switch is on Battle Line Podcast and... Yeah, I'm Ian Scotto, Chris Toronto uh, on yeah. with me. Hey guys, what's going on? And we're doing pretty much an unplanned guest-free show just because um, we had some things fall through, but we also haven't done one in a while and I enjoy yeah. uh, discussing what we're both up to and I think people were even interested in how you're healing from the injury and and when we talk about this stuff, we end up having to like rush through it so quickly <laughs> to get to a guest. So yeah, you know, I, yeah. I like being able to kind of just... Wait. Slow well, yeah, we, we haven't had one in a while, like just me and you, which we try to do one once a month. And really, we haven't had the opportunity to. Granted, I, I don't think I've been on like a full month for a while. Like, <laughs> so, so maybe if we look at the numbers, it could be like, yeah, we haven't done one in about four times since Tano's been on. But um, yeah, no, these are great, man. I, and, and they're they're easy and you know, for us. Uh, and I, I think anything that you enjoy doing should be easy. So if it's, you know, so that's not a bad thing. And and uh, yeah, we give us a chance to talk and answer some emails. And I don't know, maybe yeah. we, maybe we do an Instagram live after this because these we usually can, can you know, our, our last few shows. It's hard to t- it's hard to tell a World War II vet from the Battle of Best Stone. Hey, dude, we're on for like two and a half hours. We, 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 <laughs> we you know, we're not the team house. Okay, we don't sit on for twelve hours. <laughs> Nothing against the team. I love I love David. I love Dave over there, and I do love Jack, but. That's just not what we do. But yeah. I could tell you about that last night. Yeah, yeah, you should, may you should talk in. about it. I mean, I give, give yeah. Team House a shout out because they do a great job over there. Jack and Jack and Dave are man, they're fucking Ranger brothers. They do good, they do good shit. They're, they're, they have a good podcast, a really good podcast over there. Yeah, I agree. We could get into that. Um, we don't really have many emails because I actually looked. A lot of the emails were from a while back, and it's stuff that might not be relevant right now. Oh, we can answer um, anyway. We got time. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Scared. I'll see what we get to. Um, actually, you know, not to be like super self indulgent here, but if you don't mind, I'll tell people what's going on yeah, in my of life. Of course, be self be self indulgent. Yeah, because I gave people an update on what was going on with me, and a lot of that has changed. So I'll, I'll try to give the cliff notes version of it. Basically, the month that Chris was away and I moved uh, from Connecticut to New York, I was very one track minded on like, I need to get another major career going because I'm just I do a lot of different things uh, and make it work, whether it's the stuff with Rockable with Dylan and this and at the time doing Tom the Neans podcast. And as this was going on, I met up with a guy named Adam in Long Beach who runs a company called Nidus. And he's very well versed on Web3 cryptocurrency. And I was going to be his executive assistant. And we really hit it off. And the thing was like, what stands out to me about your resume is I want to really get into doing a podcast because he's like, there's not a lot of good podcasts out there on blockchain, cryptocurrency, Web3. And this is a guy who does cybersecurity for like all the major banks um really interesting guy 
And the funny thing about him that he says is he's very open about this. He's like, I'm a seven foot tall, like heavily tattooed guy. I do not fit the description of what people think of in that field. And he's like, I want to lean into that a bit and kind of use that as my persona in this field and uh, stand out from the crowd. And I like, you just know when you hit it off with someone like we talk about it all the time and you're like this is a great guy to to work with and i like what we're doing and we great energy like i i love his whole family i sent you the video of you know he's got his kids around the house and his wife and like the dog and i you, you just a great all-around dude so anyway as that was happening and as i started working for him i uh got a call from Deneen borelli you know longtime friend and longtime supporter of of tonto yeah. And she had this, uh, she was able to help me get a job at Newsmax. And that's why I said to you guys, hey, I'm going over to Newsmax. But I'll be honest, in the back of my mind, I was very reluctant to leave Adam because I was like, this is a job I really like. However, Newsmax is like an incredible amount of money and I'd be stupid yeah. to turn this down. Um, but long story short, you kind of got to go with your gut. And I don't want to say anything bad about the company because they gave me like an amazing offer. Um, and I have nothing bad to say. But I, it's two things, really. Chris knows this. Like, I am so checked out of the political world. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like being obsessed with that 24-7 and going back into it was ridiculous um, for me. Like, the hours were absolutely crazy. I think this podcast would have ended up, ended up being scrapped because my life would have to be basically Newsmax. Um, that's just the way it was with the hours. And then, yeah, what was the other thing I was going to say about it, too? Uh, the hours, the politics uh, that, of it. I don't uh, know. That, that We talked yeah. about the politics, for which is both, <laughs> both you and I feel the same way. I mean, we're just... We're, oh, I know what it is. I'll so tell you this, man. And this kind of goes back to, like, I haven't worked for a big corporation in many years at this point. And that changed, really, when I got hired by Brandon Webb full-time to work at Safra. And I think you've probably experienced this, and I've experienced this, like, once you have the freedom to yeah. be your own boss and to kind of make your own hours and be motivated to get things done and not have to like answer to someone and be in an office with all these people and be in that setting, like it's very hard to go back. Yeah. And it's especially working in New York City, the commute I have to make from Long Island. I don't really like being in the city. I love Long Island. I'm a very Long Island guy through and through. Um, and it's, it's almost like you escape the matrix when you get to do your own thing and you may take a pay cut, not working for a major corporation and not getting those benefits. But I realized like, if I do these three things, this podcast and my stuff with Dylan for rockable, who's also helped out our podcast. Oh yeah. Dylan time. does a great job. I, I love yeah. getting a check from Dylan, not knowing what the hell it's for. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Thanks Dylan. I, he does a great job over there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when we have videos that he promotes out and I'm like, how the hell did this get like 40,000 views or like, you know, yeah. he, he just knows how to target stuff. He has a really great talent with it and now working for Adam. So anyway, that's, that's my story. So I will no longer be working there. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, but I'm going to be working for Nidus with Adam and I'm going to be doing this and I'm actually, I think we really got to push into this uh, even full force more I do notice things like and I know this is like sacrificing the show a bit but YouTube has gotten more stringent with you know copyright not copyright shit with like cursing and what and 
I may censor the intro. I'm not going to tell people they can't curse on the podcast, but it's like the fact that that's one of the first things they hear. I know it screws up our visibility and monetization. And um, so I might change a few things. I'm not going to like censor the whole thing, but I, I want us to have a bigger reach. So I'll do well, it. And, and I don't, I don't have a problem with, I'll be, I, I grew up on that kind of censor censorship, which I don't see, you know, beeping out cuss words and stuff. To me, that's kind of the norm. I I don't really see that as being censorship. It's just you know having some having some integrity and 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 I, and, and I just want to clarify. I wouldn't beep out the whole podcast or tell people they can't curse. I just mean in the intro because the intro we have that switches on. But <laughs> My, and if that's on at the top of every video, the AI picks up that there's cursing at the top of the video. And then we have to, it's a whole process going through the videos being monetized again. And then like we have certain videos that do really well. And I think we could have them do more well, if that's a word, if that's a way of putting more it. More well, I said, so it is for better. us, so Battle Line Podcast is more well, more well. Yeah, yeah. so I might, <laughs> but I'm not, n- nothing drastic. And, and I do think uh, the other thing, last thing, and so I'm probably going way too long, is that the show, yeah. I do think will continue to go up on Tuesday just because, my priority now is working with Adam at Nidus, working on the stories at Rockable. And then that way, Saturday, I could focus on this and not have to tell those guys, hey, I have to leave. Because I was starting to work with Adam when I did the Yomni Park interview. And yeah. it was like, I would drive to Long Beach to see Adam. And then I'm like, hey, I got to go. I got to do an interview. Got to come here, like quickly do the interview, run back over there. It makes more sense for me to do on Saturdays. So that's it. I will shut up now. Ah, you know, sure. we still got an hour, man. You got to keep talking. <laughs> no, no, the, the stuff that we're doing, just continue on to just keep doing what we're doing. If we have to change up a little, there's nothing wrong with changing up a little bit here or there. And and I hate that we people had censorship. It's censorship. You got to censor. Fuck you. It's not either. We're just what is going to get us out to succeed on our objective of making a bigger audience. And if that is bleeping out a few words, okay, well, that's what we do. We're adjusting fire. It's the same thing, guys, we all do in the military. We do a mission. We see what's successful. We see what's not successful. What's not successful. We don't fucking do anymore. And we'll beep that out right there. So what? No, 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 we won't. We won't. Just the top of the show. Just the top of the show. But that's the thing though, is that, is that even when you do, and growing up as a kid, even when you heard those beeps, I knew what they were saying and actually yeah. it made the show kind of cool. I, it didn't ever, oh man, I wish they wouldn't have beeped out that F-bomb. It's like, I know what he just said. I'm 12 years old. I know what he just said. And it actually, all right, that's cool. You probably shouldn't be saying that, but you know what? They beeped it out. So you know what I'm going to do? I am going to say it. When I, it, it, it has the opposite effect, but if it is a means to an end, which means that we get more listens, fuck, beep it out. I, I, no, but, but once again, I'm not going to beep out every. No, it would be way too much to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just the intro, just the intro. We would be you'd, you'd be beeping. I even I, I even said. think the uh, I even think the gunshots at the intro screw us up. Like I hate to say it, it's just uh, that YouTube is not two A friendly. You guys know that. I don't think we get screwed up on Apple though. I think Apple is actually like really accurate in terms of uh, if you subscribe, they show you Good. stuff. Like because when I subscribe to podcasts on Apple, it just shows me my feed. It shows me yeah. what I'm subscribed to. It's not like they hide podcasts from me. And I wish everything was like that, but it's just not. And, and you know what? It still sucks, and I've seen it just even in my own social media. And I, and I, I, I do social media because I have to. I don't do the Twitter. I don't do things that I. That, I love that, Twitter. Twitter's the I, only one I like. Yes, and the other two, the Instagram's kind of a joke anymore. And, and Facebook, Facebook actually does good with business, but lately, and a few people have seen, and actually, even Jeremy and my wife looked at me. It's like, man, your reach has went way down the last, like in a, like from one week to another. And I, 
And I hate to say it, but I, I know I do. I, cause I, it's not a complaint. It's not anything. I'm, I'm just a ranger and I'm bitching a little bit, but I do get shadow banned, even though I don't do anything that I should get shadow banned for, but I think I am put in a category of two a anti-Hillary, anti-Obama, right screen, right wing. I, love I don't Trump think it's that because the AI picks up on stuff because Battleline is completely shadow banned on Facebook. And just because it's Battleline, just because it says Battleline, is that why? No, we're we're shadow banned honestly because of Fort Scott Munitions. They they uh. insist that we are selling guns, and no matter how many times I've sent her, like you know, clarification, we do not sell guns. We get tat, we get blocked all the time for selling guns posts get taken down say it is illegal to sell guns on facebook and and we don't sell guns so i don't no, know right we don't and that's another if you're going to be running those ai things a uh you progress and you are progressives on that side of the house you are it's it's a that's not a that's not a stereotypical statement that's just the truth we all know that educate yourself on what you're actually looking at so you don't just use a blanket yeah, statement i they, they don't care though i mean like you know mark zuckerberg he's anti-gun he's not gonna he, i don't think he cares i think it's just the reach is if you're Gosh. a 2a podcast if you're a 2a youtube channel they're screwing up your reach then everybody could say oh you can go to rumble but no one's really on there it's yeah. just the truth man and i don't want to do a show that's just for people on like the further right. I want everybody listening. No, I, I, well, I enjoy like talk. Dude, actually, I was going to say this, man. Having well, Natasha back on, right? Great show. And then I tagged Natasha on our Instagram post. And so as invited as a collaborator. So I see all of her likes that like our stuff. And the truth is uh, the fans of uh, Jigsaw Youth, hey, I appreciate <laughs> them liking our stuff. But yeah. uh, who are their fan base? It's just fun. Like a lot of pronoun people, a lot of they, them. A lot of he, her, him, hey, and, uh, I, but I appreciate, and, and I don't even want to say that it's a disrespectful thing. Like, if you, look, if you're, if no. you're a trans person, listens to the show, likes what we do, uh, nothing but respect. Hope you continue to listen. It's just funny because it's the complete uh, opposite of like what our fan base is. Well, I, it's the fan base is whatever fan base there is out there, and and what I would say, it, it, leave me, leave me alone. Don't keep pushing shit in my face, and I'll leave you alone. And that's how I was when I worked. I think that's yeah. working as a security officer, with even with terrorists, like, hey, I we got to do a mission. But most days, like, hey, leave me the fuck alone. Let me do my thing. Quit throwing your shit in my face, and I will leave you alone. And that is the biggest problem. Now that we're going on the he and pronoun stuff, is just continually throwing shit in my face every day. Like, dude, no wonder you're pushing more people away from me. And that's why... Even with Benghazi, I think we did. I can say that with Benghazi, throwing that shit in people's faces. Eventually, a lot of them that may have come to, I don't say our side, because now we're picking sides. I, I don't ever, I don't want to say sides, but coming to like the supporting of, hey, we need to find culpability for what happened to us. When it's continually in your face, you're the same as me. When somebody keeps throwing shit in your face, eventually you want to say, all right, dude, I got it enough. And if they keep doing it, it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. And, yeah, and it's so also I, just the news cycle, though. The news cycle beats everything down until oh, shit, yeah. until yeah. everyone is tired of it. But it's yeah. also that's what people click on and um, yeah. working in a newsroom. Right. Like there's so much stuff that could be covered, but it's not because you can't politicize it. And that's just a fact. Um, I mean, that's why it's like I love that every now and again, we'll cover what's going on in Turkey and what's going on in Armenia. And it's not you'll find an article on CNN.com or somewhere, but it's not plastered all over the TV because it's not a right left issue. 
that's just how most things are. It has to, it has to infuriate one side or the other. So you're essentially not getting news. I think when you turn on the TV, so I, I, other people, I think Luke Ryan may have said it or even Marty Scovlin, but like you should be, I've always said you should be reading the majority of your news. You shouldn't be watching TV. Honestly, you should just be living and seeing what's in front of your fucking face. There's your news yeah. right there. No, but and, I, I just and, mean, if you want, well, but yeah, but if you want to know what's going on in Turkey and Syria, like read or, or, or uh, Armenia, I should say like, Read an in-depth article about it from AP or some source that's more objective because you're not really gonna get much out. Oh, of I don't, it. but buddy, I don't I even like know. If, I don't even know if we got objective media anymore for the most part. Maybe an objective journalist. I, I do think here AP or there. Is, AP has always been very solid. I, I don't know. I, I I completely key stay out of that whole shit unless unless you throw me something or my wife reads like when her the emails. I think she's on MSN or you know that's the homepage. Whatever homepage pops up on her computer, you know how it just is filled with news articles. You know, it's just everywhere, yeah. no matter what. She'll throw something at me that's just like ridiculous. Like she's, but that's also just catered to what you click on. So that's why it's like good to go to, I think, go, good to go to like AP or something like that and go to World News and get an idea of like what's going on I, in the world. Because you're probably not going to get it on any major news channel. I, I think it's just good just to not look at it at all. Just don't watch it at all. But international news, if you can find something good on BBC, even though BBC... I, I used to watch that overseas. When I was overseas, I didn't watch Fox or C. I mean, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't care. I didn't even know there was a right or left news organizations when I was working. I, I didn't. I had no clue. I thought they were all the same. I had Fox, CNN, MSNBC, NBC News, you know, 60 Minutes. I didn't know there was, but most of the stuff I would watch, if it was the news that come on, we'd have BBC on most of the time. Or if we were local and this, you know, we the, we just because they normally would give us local stuff real quick was Al Jazeera and Al Arabia TV. And honestly, if you have slang out there, hey guys, if you want to see those two out there, you want to see what Al Arabia TV is or Al Arabia, however you want to say it. If you have slang TV, you can watch it. And and yeah, it's it still is slanted to whatever country the 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 reporters coming from, but you're still getting stuff on you know real time on the ground there. And I, I do really think it's, it's, it's better. If you're going to watch it, it's better than watching our mainstream media. Yeah, but I'd still say it's better to read it, always. Uh, like we've had so many great journalists on the show that do like really great investigative work. And once again, even if you're watching those news stations, you're going to get a two minute hit on a very complicated issue. I just uh, don't read it at all. And you know what? You want to see what's going on in Syria and Turkey, join the fucking army. And then you go, go join the military. I don't know if I agree with you because I, I think it's important to have an idea of what's going on in the world because it's always going to impact America yeah. in some way down the line. And then that way, when it does, you, you know, I don't think people should be so reactionary. And I use the word reactionary not to mean far right wing. I mean, quick to react on everything. I think it's important to actually like get a nuanced perspective on things before you form an opinion. And most people are just like, they're going by headlines. They're going by a two-minute hit on TV. And th that's my personal problem with the media. And I do think, yeah, people should read more in-depth articles on world news. That's that's my feeling. I, I just don't think you should be forming an opinion on shit if you've just worked as a bartender for your whole fucking life. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting somebody out there. I'm calling someone out. And that is now in a set high levels of fucking a government that has no business being a government because... She shouldn't be forming a damn opinion because she has no life experiences. I, that's where I get into. It's like, hey, dude, get some life experiences under you. Just reading shit on and reading or watching the media and watching the news does not give you wisdom. It garbage in, garbage out. Go live. And then you can develop opinions on things. And there's things that you'll tell me. 
like rock stuff. I, I, some, I, I'll tell you, man, I really got no opinion on it because I'm not in that. I don't know it. I, I, I don't have a clue. I, I can give you what I think, but it doesn't mean shit because I've never been in that genre. I want to hear what you have to say, and I'm going to lean on your opinion. I guess what I learned yeah, from but I've, I've never been in that genre either. I'm someone who just I, reads a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you've been a, you've you've at least accumulated some knowledge from people directly because you're friends with them. You talk yeah. to them, and and you do you you do. That's one thing on the rock side of the house that that you do, do bro. You sit down and and you want to hear what they have to say. So you're hearing from everybody, not just the John Dolomites, who's who, who's who's you know is I would say probably probably more on the super on the right face. way yeah you know but you also got uh you know and she's not in the media she's not in rock but she's still in the business debbie rashawn who's yeah well she's in movies yeah she's in movies but it's that you're in that same genre of because you know I, and ryan playing her in the rocks because of the d schneider tie-in and thank yeah. and all yeah that. but they got they got kind of grouped together um you know but yeah well i love to work with both of them and and you listen to both of them, and and that's why when Debbie was on, yeah, I know her, but I respected what she had to say because she lived that stuff I'd never lived. So hell, I want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear what Tucker Carlson or or Anderson Cooper has to say. I want to hear what you have to say because you've been through it. You lived through whatever experience we want to talk about, and then that's I guess that's where I or and there or if I don't know, I'm just going to go do it, and then figure it out on my own. If I don't know, well then I'm going to lean on people that do know. I just, I, and I'm with you. I get you what you say on the reading. I agree. And we've talked about that before. If you're going to watch the news, if you're going to get in the news. Yeah. I mean, it, what I are you going to get more out of a two minute hit on Fox or like a Holly McKay great article? I'm going to get out from actually do, the best I can get out is doing it is actually experiencing it and then drawing an opinion from it. But if you can't, your next best option, I will agree with you. I would say is reading, reading it and not watching the, not I don't watch the news anymore, guys. If that tells you anything, I don't watch it. I'm not on it. I don't want to be on it. Ian, same thing. I think you feel the same as me. I mean, shit, you you're you quit a you, you quit <laughs> a high paying job because it was yeah. just it was it nothing against the the uh, Denise Borelli. She's she's in, she's really oh yeah, nice. great. She's awesome, but just the whole the whole corporate media structure now it's sickening and you walked away from it. So if that tells you something about watching media and guys, it's not because Ian is Ian's, Ian's probably more center of the road person I've ever met. No, I'm not person. center of the road. That's not true. Well, you, you probably, you probably, I mean, you lean more, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I was, I've, I've always said that. I but never, you're, you're very, I've but never, you're very, but you're very objective. That's what oh, when yeah, I say I center of the road. I, when I say center of the road, I mean, you're very, very objective. You'll call some. Yeah. I think I just try to hear out different people because if you don't, you're never going to learn anything. I mean, I like, for example, I was probably like to the right on healthcare, for example, and we'll move on to different things. But like, I was probably to the right on healthcare, um, like I am on most things. And then until I sat down with Rick Unger, and actually like debated with him and had a conversation with these issues, I was like, yeah, I have I've actually changed my view because I sat down and was able to listen to someone who knows their stuff who's like, extremely intelligent, probably the only guy who actually read Obamacare, you know, like, like the entire bill, which I don't think anybody in Congress did. Rick actually did. Like Rick was able to tell you every single thing about that bill. And um, yeah, I think people are too focused on like, I have to win this debate and I have to be right. When you're, when sometimes you're sitting down with someone who's just far smarter than you and knows a lot more than you. And I'm able to, you know, when I talk to Rick Unger, I'm like, all right, this guy knows a lot more than me. Maybe I could learn something from him. And my views changed, but people are too stubborn in their views these days. You know, and actually in, 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 in the defense of living life, 
And my argument, I could tell Rick Unger, hey, you're, go fuck yourself on Obamacare. My, our, our fucking premiums went skyrocketed. Living in North, Rick Unger is richer than shit, too. He lives in a bubble. I like Rick. I like better him better than Steele. When they're Steele and Unger, I love Rick, Rick, is, Unger. Rick, Rick is the one that actually did take time when we were on his show, and I have respect for that. But on the Obamacare issue, being just a normal, and I'm upper middle class. I'm not poor, man. I, well, I mean, no, I no, no. Up. I don't think Rick ever made, to be fair, man, you'd have to sit down with him, because I don't think Rick ever made an argument for Obamacare. Rick is like a universal health care guy, and I understand why. I if, do. If, if the, if, if doesn't affect, but Obamacare, if, didn't and Obamacare, you, did, Obamacare was not universal health care. It then. was not. The that, yeah. that, well, but he argued for it, and I know that yeah. because we said, "I'm like, dude, no," and I didn't know it at the time uh, because it was it hadn't been passed yet. It was still going, but when it passed through, holy shit, dude, our premiums went up. Now, I'm blessed. The army took care of me, but I'm not rated at a hundred percent, so I don't get coverage for my family. So I still have to pay for my family's coverage. And it is expensive. It, it dude, we're paying oh, yeah. thousands of dollars a month for healthcare plus the premiums. So I, I, I would argue with Rick, and I meant in an all endearing, daring when I said "fuck you, Rick." I didn't mean it like I, I like you, dude. You're good, but that's just me talking. Um, as usual, I would say, dude, Obamacare is not. But once again, he was not. To be fair, like, and I'm just making a point. He was no, no, I don't know what stance on Obamacare. Rick is a universal healthcare guy. And I think there are merits to that argument is the point. But anyway, I kind of want to move on to other stuff. This is way, <laughs> getting good. way too political. But no, we don't talk about that shit. I'm not an Obamacare guy, right? But I think universal health care, I think, could be good. I think there could be problems with it. That's where I'll leave it. But anyway, um, I think speaking of health care, though, people are probably wondering about your injury. Uh, ah, like we talked yeah. about it pretty quickly, but... Uh, I don't think people yeah. have heard it in depth because it's, has it been a year now? Just eight, eight, mo eight months, eight months. It feels like a year. Yeah, it does. Huh? It's been eight, eight months. And guys, y'all can overcome injuries. Uh, you know, injury was a setback and, and it is when you have a major injury and a lot of you out there are, I mean, I know you hit me up on, on, uh, I don't, I don't answer a lot of my DMS, but even on the E3 farms website, that's the one thing I do answer. I do actually interact on the E3 farms website people going through severe injuries and and it is it it can be very decimating to your life because it does upend it i mean me being bedridden for basically 2 months trying to after surgery plus the month before i even got surgery because my leg wasn't attached to anything my left leg um it can mess with your head and you just have to overcome it. You have to never quit, never give up, continue to set yourself a goal. What I did is I set up a goal. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get better. All right. Am I going to get stronger? I, am I going to get weaker? Am I going to be able to run again? You know, because there, there are, if you don't do therapy on a quadricep tear and a quadricep tendon tear, where it rolls up in your leg. If you don't do the right therapy and push yourself, you're not gonna be able to run again. I'm out walk, but I won't run. And I said it to myself as a goal when I was in the bed, it's like, okay, I'm just going to get stronger than what I was before. And I'll be honest, I think I am. I, I It's eight months. I'm running again. Um, granted, it's not a long run. I'll run a couple miles um, and it's a walk run because I'm still rehabilitating it. The muscle atrophied, the inner quadricep muscle atrophied extremely, but I'm rebuilding it back up. To me, it was just an opportunity to get stronger again. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to run like a Spartan race or I'm going to run some adventure race when this thing's fully healed and I'm going to win it. And that was that's my mindset. 
So you're really thinking I, of doing that? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm. I if 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 this thing with everything that's so negative out there on social media, and that's sorry that we we didn't hit with Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, you are more responsible for more of these deaths out there than any gun ever will be. But let's leave it at that. We'll leave it. At that. I'm gonna leave that final word. Um, but that thing on social media, on social media, if anything I can do to help somebody, and it helps me too. It's cathartic with me too. I'm not gonna say it's not. Is to show that you can overcome injuries. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, and I'd like to win it. And like, hey, look, look, guys, major injury, severe injury. I had to rehabilitate it forever. The rehabilitation was painful. The rehabilitation is still painful because I got to run stairs. And it's scary running stairs where you don't know if that, the psychological effect, that you don't know if the knee's going to give away or something. Because you do, it feels like it's, it's like that, it's just wobbly. It's not really there. And now it's extremely getting really strong. And, but it's painful. It hurts doing jumps and doing the, the TRX bands and, and it, it, it hurts and, but you got to get it done and um, running it and showing, Hey guys, any one of us, even at the age of 52, which if I, if I ever get a run one, if I, when I get healed up and I get into something I want to, I'll be 53. Um, you could overcome that injury and actually get stronger than when you, before you were injured. But that's the mindset you need to have, man. The mindset everybody needs to have on everything in life. And, and it's just that you can overcome any sort of adversity in your life. And me, I've been through a lot of adversity just in the military and just normal, stupid decisions in life like we all make. And this is just something else, which comes down to really was a stupid decision by Australian repelling one extra time when I probably didn't need to do it. But my ego got caught up with me and just showing that, hey, you can overcome it and get stronger from it. Don't let it be something that knocks you down. Especially as we get older, as because we get older, we do. We have fifties, and I know a lot of my fifty-year-olds that buddies, guys, you guys don't look like you're fifty. You look like you're seventy. And, yeah, it's and, true. And man, cut out. Yeah, stop the drinking. Stop the late nights. Stop. What about the, Tonto Vodka? Though you can have a, you can have a drink every once in a while. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Touche. Touche, my friend. But <laughs> but uh, um, but you know set your skull for yourself, especially as we get injured and my military veteran special operations friends, we're going to continue to get injured because of the lifestyle we live, but we can either let it knock us down and us get out of shape and, and feel sorry for ourselves, or we can use it as a catapult into getting stronger. And honestly, I think, man, I'm, and I'm back to right. We got a Peloton. I do love that Peloton bike. I ain't gonna lie. I think it's awesome. I'm not a I've fan never of used it. It's it's dude, it's good. I, I'm not a fan of all the instructors on there, but the the guided rides, like the rides you ride and and around the world, and they have got those are really cool. And, and I know it, there's some there's pretty hot chick instructors. That well, there there are there are <laughs> there are there are. Um, but the, 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 it does push you. And I'm on dude. Like yesterday, I ran two and a half miles on my treadmill, and I did an 11 mile bike ride, and, and I'm rehabilitating this leg, and I lifted. And then I was outside playing with my boy all day, you know, because it was nice out. So life doesn't end at 50. Life doesn't end when you're injured. You can set a goal and say, okay, I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to get stronger. But I do think the life I've lived from my grandfather being an immigrant, being a Mexican immigrant, seeing him work his ass off, seeing my grandmother, who was a picker, work her ass off, seeing my mom, who was extremely poor, work her ass off, my dad, give me... Who was who was poor and my my grandfather picker grandfather which says something because that's extremely poor and being raised by them and them being successful and then me being in the army and then me being a ranger and then going to the cia and then overcoming adversity overseas during the global war on terror 
to me, this was just a drop in the bucket. And it should be that way for everybody that goes through adversity. Man, this is nothing. It's it ain't nothing. Let's see. Set a goal. What am I gonna? What's my what's my final goal? Let's work towards that goal. And that's what it's going to be. I am. I'm, it may not be a Spartan race because, I, you know, but it'll be something here, here in Kansas, even if it's just like a, a a 5K trail race or something. I want to get out and do it. And just to, and it is for me first, because that set that goal for myself. But also. I, social media is so negative that let's that's why I try to put positive stuff out there, because that's what that's what social media should be for. It's just sad that it's it's not, but I can still do it. You can still do it. We can still put stuff out there that's positive and just, you know, hopefully people that need to see it, see it. And I think it does. I think we do have that effect on a lot of people, which I think we could reach more people if we weren't shadow banned, but that's the nature of the game. So all we can do is just keep working. And all I can do with this knee is keep getting it stronger and eventually get out there and run a race and, and get at the ending and take a picture and say, Hey, see guys. I was at bedridden with a leg that was just hanging there. Didn't work. Extreme pain. My knee looked like a popsicle stick a hmm. year ago. And here I am crossing this finish line of this trail, not just a road race, but like a trail race, like a work uneven terrain. Here I am. And you can do it too. Oh, and by the way, I'm old as fucking dirt. I'm 53 years You're old. You're not old as dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I, I'm doing Dude, I'm great. This I'm motivated. My metabolism is kicking back up. So I'm starting to, that Nacho Libre gut I had, fucking Jack Black gut I had, is starting to go <laughs> go away. It's great, man. I mean, that's uh, it, setbacks are just a chance for us to fucking try again and get stronger. I love it, man. I'm 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 having my life's great, and it's springtime, so it's blue yeah. sky. I'm looking out my window; the trees are starting to bloom. I got the white fl- out here in Kansas. I don't know if you have that in Long Island, but out here in Kansas, you got the the trees that have the white flowers that pop up before the leaves come up, and it's beautiful. Probably dude. somewhere. I'm looking around, not near me, but yeah. But you guys on the island there, you guys, you, it's pretty. I, we were talking about that. Yeah. You were at Long Branch. Oh, sure. it's, it's beautiful. Long Beach, Long Beach. Long Beach. I mean, Long Beach, Long Branch, New Jersey. I'm sorry. Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Beautiful out there. Man. Yeah. That's where Adam is. Long Beach is awesome. Um, So you've never done a competitive race though, right? Uh, Army, I did. I used to run 10 milers and dude, I was, I could run them fast. I never won one, but I could run it in under an hour. I could run, I could run 10 miles in under an hour. And, uh, that's it. That's but awesome. you know, mo- but that's Ranger Battalion. And I wasn't even yeah. the fastest guy at Ranger Battalion. There was, you got to run, you got to be able to but this, run. Wait, that was like, that was like a contest outside of training. We would actually have it for the Ranger Battalion. It was more, it was all Ranger training. So we'd have contests before you go on block leave for fun. We have Ranger games, and so you. Oh have yeah, con- I have heard contests. Of I have yeah, heard of we'd have the Ranger game, and um, it would be all sorts of contests before, and yeah, we'd all compete against each other. So it was, it wasn't like out like a sanctioned race, like a Boston Marathon or something, but it was from Ranger Battalion, and you know, there's three thousand. Uh, no, I'm sorry, fifteen hundred guys at a battalion. Granted, there's probably only about half of that are actually combat ready guys, but um. I don't even know if there's even 1500 anymore, probably 1200, but anyway, that's, it's still a big group, a group pool to pull from and the competition's heavy and it's range battalion. So you're going against other companies. So you want your company to win and then you want your platoon to win. It's, it's extremely competitive, man. <laughs> so, but it's fun and, and it's, it's, it's tough, but it's at the end of the block. It's right before you go on block leave. So yeah, everybody's having fun. And then at night, you know, you go and drink, and then you get up in the morning and you do it again. And it's, it's, it's awesome. No, I used to compete a lot. I never won one. I always was t- finished in the top, top 5% of whatever race nice. I was in, but there were always guys 
that were always a little, that's what I loved about Ranger Battalion. There was always somebody that was a little bit faster. So you always had to work yeah. a little bit harder. And um, there was a guy named Dimwitty. I don't know if he, I, we, he was in a different company, young guy. He was, he was the guy I really had to compete against because he was good. And then my own platoon, Sergeant Peterson, who I think he might've went to Delta. I don't know. Peterson was the man and he didn't look like he was in shape at all. He looked, I mean, he had a gut on him. The motherfucker could run like 11 minute to, he would run, he could run five minute, five and a half minute miles. And it's just, that's what I love about Ranger Battalion. You think they're all shredded up big, huge. They're not, they're guys that you're like, holy crap, how can you be a Ranger? And then he puts a ruck on and he runs for 30 miles. It's, it's like that, that strength, that farm boy strength that where the hell they get it from we had guys like smoke could smoke yeah. and still run i like how the hell are they doing this but that's why i love ranger Batal, just a yeah i don't guys he, he wouldn't be in the farm category was even say and maybe we'll talk about the live stream but like uh, jack murphy you know i've seen pictures of him at ranger battalion he was never like a jacked shredded guy that's just a, i don't know about his that's running i've never seen him run but i mean i assume if you were a ranger and a green he, beret you have some yeah I'm, he, attributes, he, so. I'm sure he had he at least he had the very least could max out a pt test i guarantee you but that's jack yeah. is a perfect example that's usually what guys look like i look basically like this at ranger battalion i wasn't any bigger any smaller i was about yeah but five. you're still a muscular guy i i and that's just i I'm, that's just that's some good genetics i've had but i'm i'm 170 i was always i was ranger battalion i was 5'9 170 when i was to play football i was 195 um but that was that was a lot of it. That was a lot right. more. I didn't know that was for like a long period of time because that actually, yeah. and we'll get to our sponsors here, but that's one thing I was going to say. I think social media um, yeah. changed people's perception of what an army ranger looks like because uh, I'm not going to say who may be on something or who may not be, you know, like, I don't know, but there's a lot of guys who, if you look at their pictures when they were in ranger bat, they looked like regular guys and now they look superhuman because they may be on certain like yeah, supplements. They, they may be on some boat. You guys are on shit. That's why I tell people stay off that crap. Yeah. Dude. And, but, and, and that's a great, that's a great uh, switch here. Yeah. Uh, transition to a supplement you can take. That's great for you. That is not in that category. Of and this that's has been be helping the to knee health. too. This stuff yes. has been outstanding rebuilding my knee, helping me with my knee, but go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, and of course that's none other than bubs naturals, bubsnaturals.com. They have MCT oil powder, apple cider vinegar, gummies, Bub's brew. But when you talk about recuperating the knee, it's really that collagen, collagen. protein, which yep. is great for recovery and building muscle strength and, and building, um, yeah, that connective tissue because uh, collagen is the building blocks of the body. It's that protein that you need. Oh, man, it's excellent. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Bub's for helping me with this, with with this recuperation, this rehabilitation, it, it has helped immensely. And it's also helping the rest of my joints that, you know, just from old injuries I've had and, and chronic injuries. So guys, the buzz natural stuff works. Yes. You have to take it though. You have to consistently take it like anything put in your body. Um, the MCT oil as a pre-workout, holy crap. And it doesn't give you that stomach upset that if you drink Red Bull or monsters or something, it, it's, and it goes right in your coffee and it tastes really good too. And, and of course the gummies that help clean you out when yeah. you're, and make, and help you, help you, help your body feel the more you're cleaned out inside, the more energy you have. It's something to do with your small intestines and your colon. I don't know what it is. All I know is that if it's cleaned out and the, the apple cider vinegar gummies do help that, 
um, that you feel better. All their products are amazing. And then, you know, of course, they're just, uh, Sean over there is the integrity of, of Glenn Doherty. And that says a lot. It just 110% integrity. Great company, great products, man. I swear by them. Yeah. And, and as you said, with like those apple cider vinegar gummies, you're absorbing more of the nutrients you're yeah. putting in your body, which is very up. important. So mm-hmm. yeah, bubsnaturals.com, promo code battlewine. You're going to get 20% off. You could find them elsewhere, but you're going to get the best deal through us. Yeah. You go to bubsnaturals.com and use the promo code battlewine. <laughs> Every week or so, I see a post somewhere of someone who's just getting started with Bubs Naturals and tagging us and saying, we found out about it through the, the yeah. podcast. And we really appreciate it, and you're going to really love it if you get on there. So check them out. Also, our longest sponsor, longest-running sponsor, our main sponsor on here, Fourth Scott Munitions, is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC-spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammo being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that it received the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, but you can get a great deal through us when you go to the dealer locator and you, uh, what were you saying? Sorry. All right. I just got something that Ryan had sent me that he wanted me to mention during the, during the reads. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, They've just started to make what we call a Raptor and it's uh, 5,280 feet per second on a, on a round, which is guys, that is powerful. That is fast. And it's for hunting 308 cartridges for you gun guys up there. You speak the lingo, you know what I'm saying? Tremendous. So it's a new thing they've just developed and Fort Scott Ammunition is developing new ammo all the time. So if there's something you want to see, all you got to do is email Tim Ross over there and they'll start working on it. I wish I could put this up on the screen, buddy, but they got a board where they're actually developing, sitting in a room, developing new ammo with send, a whiteboard. Send it to me and we'll have okay. we'll have Rob put it on as we're talking. Perfect. But guys, check out Fort Scott Munitions and they've got the new Raptor ammo out there for you hunters, especially you big game hunters out there. You're going to love this stuff, man. So uh, check it out. And I always got new ammo coming up all the time. And if you want to see a caliber, a specific caliber that they don't make, email them and they will work on it. And it will be the best caliber out there on the market. Yeah. And I I have to say, man, I have never met anyone more passionate in my life about firearms and ammo than Ryan Kraft. I mean, he really knows what he's what he's talking about. He's so passionate about this industry and just all around great guy. So as I was saying, um, you could check out the dealer locator when you go to FSM.com, but you'll get a great deal through us when you go to FSM.com and use the promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off. One word, BATTLELINE at FSM.com. Only available to our listeners, and they are a proud sponsor of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the BATTLELINE Podcast. We love working with those guys um getting into some news here there were two recent navy seal deaths i sent you one but i was i realized there were actually two yeah because and the way that actually i saw this was really not originally through the news a lot of guys we had on the podcast are friends with these two guys um i think jack Carr, who i think we're going to get on again later this month posted something and chris beck so yeah, the first guy died of a natural natural causes, suffering a heart attack, running uh, a shooting course, and that was Dan Cirillo uh, or Cirillo possibly, 
um, call sign Taco, uh, former Navy SEAL, um, died sounds, from a heart attack. Man, I didn't know that. I, I, I sounds. I knew a Taco. I don't know if it was Dan Cirillo though. But yeah, wow. I, I, that's, he was running a course, and he, I did. Holy crap! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, he survived by his daughter Taylor, oh, son man. Kellen, and wife uh, Lilani. Tributes have been pouring in from his friends, colleagues, and admirers. Um, so Dan was a former Navy SEAL who served from 1993 to 2005. He graduated as a member of Bud's Class 194. He served with SEAL Team 1 as an operator and instructor. He finished three deployments during his time with the Navy SEALs, including directing missions related to operating, enduring, uh, and Iraqi freedom. Um, yeah, and then he joined Naval Special Warfare Center Special Operations Instructor Staff in 98. And wow. then I saw this, you know, not to bring up uh, the negative of it, but if you Google him, he's done a lot of podcasts. And I just want to make sure I have this right, because I know there was some controversy with him. Um, I'm going to see if I could pull this up. Yeah, this is from 2005. So CIA operative testifies he saw SEAL beating Iraqi prisoner. And that was Dan. Um, so, oh, yeah, I did. I know Taco. CIA. That's, yeah, that's what he goes by. I mean, he so, was yeah, it says earlier today. Um, and this is once again from 2005. Once again, not to bring up the negative, but this is just part of his bio. You know, this is the, the positive and the negative. Um, former petty officer Dan Cirillo uh, testified under immunity that he was the SEAL beating the prisoner and pushing his face into the sand. But Cirillo, who served under Ledford and Foxtrot Platoon, said he was acting on the orders of those people uh, we're not supposed to talk about. One of the euphemisms witnesses and attorneys used to avoid mentioning the CIA. Other phrases include the agency, another government agency and security personnel. Um, when the prisoner wouldn't answer, I would make him talk. Cirillo told jurors in the case against Ledford. So that's from the Los Angeles Times. But beyond that, like I said, I know that a lot of SEALs that have been on the show and are friends of ours have had very positive things to say about Well, I, And, you know, what was it, 05? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. 05. 05. Yeah. You know, don't don't I, I don't like people weighing in on that kind of shit unless they've actually been there and been with a Taliban prisoner, like in the same room with them or been with an Al Qaeda prisoner of war with the same room with them. You have no fucking idea. You you, you don't, you have no clue. You, you're looking through a, a shark size. I remember in Kandahar doing that where my buddy, God rest his soul, you know, hit, hit, nobody knew about Joseph Bixler. Joseph Bixler X was one of the best GRS operators I've ever worked with. And he passed away when he he got he was riding his motorcycle back in Colorado and he got hit by a car but um you know they're not compliant they're they're gonna be and it's hard to not get ramped up to make them talk it isn't now I actually wrote about it in the Ranger way if you want to read about my incident with the Taliban guy I took another route Joseph Joe X was gonna beat the living shit out of him and you know, granted, we did. We kind of played a good cop, bad cop thing with him, and I got him to 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 open up without having to beat him. Down. But Joseph had every right at that point in time. This guy's a killer. He's dangerous as fuck. He wants to kill us, and it's it's hard to not that let that adrenaline get the best of you. It is. It's difficult to not do that and to say that he was in the wrong. Guys, it's it's war. I, I know in this touchy feely world we're in right now, where everybody doesn't even know if they're a fox or a human being because they can identify as whatever the hell they want. But at that time, and I think at any time in war, we're human. It, it's tough when there's somebody and that threat there and adrenaline's going to hold back the want to just and you know this guy probably just car bombed a bus full of kids, you know, and you're like or or was part of it. 
So I, I, I know it's negative, but to, to, to get in that situation and not let your emotions take advantage of you, it's hard to, to do. And as you have to very, very disciplined to not do it, um, to not do and go to the extremes to get people to talk. And especially at that time when, you know, waterboarding was still, waterboarding was kind of still going on and, and it was tough to, it, we were, we were, we were, they had their, if they got us, they were going to string us up and kill us or burn us on TV. If we got ahead of, if we got them, yeah, we might beat them up. I mean, you see that you see the differences of the perspectives there and on that, that dichotomy scale of the extremes. So to us, it was like, dude, so I punched him in the face a few times. If he caught me and took me, I guess where I'm going, I'm going to get beheaded on TV and, and I'm getting, and I'm the one that's getting reprimand for this shit. So I, I don't want to say Dan's thing. Yeah. I, 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 if I would have been with Dan there, I probably would have, cause that was just my nature. I, I I'm, I'm, I'll shoot you in the face, but if, if I don't need to, I'm not going to, and I'm going to try to be nice to you until it's time to not be nice instead of jumping all the way to that extreme, which some guys did, which I get it. I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to crush you for it. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to say that it was a, it was a bad, you know, a negative on his, because yeah. it was, it I was also, I'll be the first to say, I don't know enough about it to give an opinion one way or the other. I haven't really read about it. All I'm reading is a blurb. Sure. Um, but I, if people do want to know more, I'm pretty sure he was on Mike Ritland's podcast. He was on a lot of podcasts. I think they get into it. So maybe if you want to hear from his perspective, the whole situation, you could probably just Google his name yeah, that, or, that, or look that, it up on Apple Podcasts, then listen to a full podcast and form your own opinion. So, and Mike, and Mike, granted, I don't know what, what issues you and Mike have, but Mike, <laughs> I Mike, don't have an issue with Mike. Mike doesn't like Mike me. has an issue with you. And then Mike, maybe Mike will get over it one of these days. You know, get the fuck over it, Mike. But Mike's a good guy. I, I've, I've met him a couple times times i don't know him very well but when i have met him he seems like a great guy yeah and oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I don't thought, I'm not going to tell people not to listen to a podcast especially oh, with no. a guy who's deceased that if you want to like remember him uh, and, and I, it'd be, it's always good like we just talked about this earlier we kind of around full circle it's always good to hear from the horse's mouth let's hear what yeah. happened but regardless i understand and i think he still served honorably and i, I you know he didn't pull an eddie gallagher yeah. Sorry, guys, but that that was bad. That's just awful. He didn't do that. He did what we thought we needed to do to get people to talk. I've been in that situation before. I understand the emotions that go through it, and I understand what extremes it can get to if some terrorist that is out there killing Americans and just killing innocents is not going to say anything. And how what you have to do to sometimes get them to talk, especially at that time, and get information. Um, and and that's what he was trained to do. So, you know, Absolutely. God rest his soul. And, and you know, I, I know I met Taco once. I know I met him a ton. We didn't work together. I know I met him a couple, once or twice there um, in, in uh, one of the AOs. And um, and so, man, yeah, and that's terrible that he just run it. He run in like a tactical course and he in like a tactical game. Or something. Like. Wow, man. And uh, well, it can happen to the best of us. If But, you know, if, if I'm going to die either in my sleep either having sex with my wife or running a, ta <laughs> running a tactical course. And I have a heart attack. That's the way I want to go, man. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, but bless his family too. And, and, you know, to his family belatedly, thank you for his service. He, I'm sure he was a tremendous, tremendous operator. I, I yeah. know he was. Yeah. And this is another <laughs> tragedy. This is actually more recent. Um, where did I print this out from again? I think it was task and purpose because they wrote something great. The art, the, the author is Mac. Max Hoffman. So at least I have that on me. Uh, I like to always give proper credit. I'll read this because it's, yeah, it's read really it. not that long. And it's a whole, uh, it gives you a good perspective on who Mike Day was. So Mike Day, Navy SEAL, 
This is crazy, man. Navy SEAL who survived being shot 27 times yeah. in Iraq dies. So, uh, yeah, that was his story. Douglas Mike Day, a highly decorated U.S. Navy SEAL who survived being shot 27 times while deployed to Iraq, uh, passed away earlier this week on March 27th. Day served 21 years in the Navy and later worked as an author and an advocate for wounded military veterans. On April 6th, 2007, Day was nearing the end of a deployment to the Anbar province of Iraq and leading a SEAL platoon on a raid against an Al-Qaeda cell in the city of Fallujah. With two Iraqi scouts behind him, Day breached the door of a room and was immediately struck with multiple bullets, knocking his rifle out of his hands. I took a left-hand turn and they just started shooting at me, Day said on the Team Never Quit podcast in 2020. Falling to the ground, Day transitioned to his pistol and shot one of the four terrorists in the room. As a second man pulled the pin on a grenade and began running towards the hallway, Day killed him as well. The grenade fell to the ground and detonated, wounding Day with the shrapnel. He briefly lost consciousness, but when he awoke, he continued engaging the other men in the room, uh, shooting them with his pistol, even as he was struck yet again, multiple times from less than 10 feet away with the AK-47 fire. Uh, and this is task and purpose, by the way. After I realized that I actually was getting shot, my second thought was, God, get me home to my girls. And then extreme anger, Day told Fox News in 2015. Then I just went to work. It was muscle memory. I just did what I was trained to do. Though improbable, Day was still alive, directing several Iraqi scouts to guard a group of women and children who had been found in the building and using the radio of fellow SEAL Joseph Clark Schwedler, who was killed during the raid, to make contact with the rest of his team. It was only then that Day realized the extent of his injuries. 16 bullets had torn through his abdomen, arms, legs, groin, and buttocks. Another 11 had been stopped by his body armor. I didn't even know how bad I was hurting until like they came in and I saw the looks on their faces. Day told <laughs> Coffee or Die uh, magazine in 2020. We all know that look. Day was soon evacuated from the battlefield, first to Baghdad, then to Langstol, Germany. Uh, Landstol, Germany. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Landstol. Yeah, you're, you're, okay. you are. Yep. And eventually to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, walking to the Medvac helicopter without assistance. I wasn't being macho, but I was afraid if they picked me up, it would just hurt more. Day recounted to Coffee or Die magazine. Day later retired from the Navy in 2010, having been awarded the Navy Cross, two Bronze Stars, and the Purple Heart. He later went on to work seven years as a wounded warrior advocate for U.S. Special Operations Command. Day's autobiography, Perfectly Wounded, was published in 2020. When you go through something together or similar, it's a bond. Even if you didn't do it together, Day told Coffee or Die magazine in 2020. The resiliency that's built into people after they go through trauma is incredible. And it is. And the only thing I could add to this, and it's one of those things that I hate to say, whenever I see an article like this and I don't see a cause of death, you, you and it's a veteran i hate to say it, it's like you assume the worst and i don't yeah. know the cause of death well it, and that's an that's amazing what, story you know i i think uh some of our veteran publications think they're doing us a service when they don't say the cause of death but then our heads start to spin and we start thinking things i, I think they should or it could be the family in. though it could be and the family and that, and, don't pose the cause but don't well, post yeah, the cause of death. you know i, I and they're, they're, i i don't think that's real i don't think that's a lack of integrity by saying that in the article hey family has asked us i think it shows honestly integrity of that writer by putting that out there and respecting your family's wishes so but on the same way because now our head is going well how do you die instead of focusing on what he did yeah since we don't know what he died and that's just you guys that's that's not making you a bad person it's just human nature you're just 
Well, well it's where, also, where's the I ending mean, of the story? It's like watching yeah, a movie without ending. What, what happened, man? How yeah, do you die? What do you do? And the reason why it's like it's kind of <laughs> obvious veteran suicide is astronomical. It's, but maybe but that's the thing, but we're assuming that. And, yeah. and you know, I'm not saying that you're doing it in a bad way. I do this, I'm thinking the same thing. No, well, and that, we're both saying it. We're assuming. We're assu- and, and if we're and if we're incorrect, and if any family member wants to write us, battleline podcast at gmail.com, I would correct that at the top of the show because I'm not saying that. I don't I don't know. And it's no. always unfortunate when you read these articles and there is no cause of death because you always hate to think a guy who never gave up in the fight. Clearly, you don't want to think a guy like that gave up on themselves. It's 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 tough. Uh, I, I and then another thing I've a lot of experience in is that the battle, you, the battle doesn't end there. The battle, the battles for our physical bodies. That's what that was. The war, the battle for our soul will continue till the day we die, and we we win or we lose, and and um. If you give up on yourself and not saying he did, I don't know. We have yeah, no we idea. We have, but if if you're willing to give up on yourself, you're losing that battle for your soul. And that's the most important battle. And that's why I'm saying as you. It's like, well, dude, we didn't give up on the battles for our physical selves. We kept fighting. Shit, he would that must be the luckiest motherfucker alive right there. Shot 27. Holy shit, how did that an AK-47 round? Hey guys, that's bigger than this. Do you see it? Does it pan into me? Is it showing yeah. me? That's bigger than this, guys. That's a three or blackout. AK-47 rounds about like that and thicker. That's and, a lot and of drifting in and out of consciousness and the whole out, time. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking amazing. Um, but you fought through, and, and again, not saying he did. I'm I'm using this as a blanket statement. I'm I'm pulling all the veterans in that have served in the global war to everybody. We fought through to protect our physical selves to get home. Why don't we fight off the devil for the battle for our souls and continue to fight on every day? And we will for the rest of our lives. I, I tell every veteran out there, it's not going to go away. It still comes to me. I was sitting there like, I don't know, a song came on in the gym and it reminded me of an incident. I kind of teared up. My wife saw me. She walked to me. She goes, what's wrong? I didn't even know I was tearing up. I don't now know. I'm curious what song it was. Um, what was the, oh, you know what it was? It was the Top Gun, the, the one Lady Gaga's to Top Gun song. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, can't, that's, that's a kind of a testament song. that you thought it was a great song. It, it's a great song. No, I have it on my, uh, th- I, that and that. Oh, and, wait, I got to ask you real quick. Did you ever actually see the movie? Because oh, I remember oh, when it came out, you took forever the, the, to see no, it. No, no, I know we're getting it. But um, the kids, I the kids today, they cannot act tough. I, I the, 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 So the, that that part I had to get through, but the movie itself, incredible and tom yeah. cruise is still the best i mean he's just come on it's time yeah, I, I agree no and but the but the story no it's it was it was fucking phenomenal movie. it was a great movie i just have a heart it's like damn you 30 somethings can you learn how to be an actual 30 something learning how to be an actual tough guy fighter i think a lot of them were 20 something or 20 something don't put my age group there. i'm so you're right <laughs> you 20 something actors learn actually how to be a tough 20 something like when i was growing it's like God, you, didn't, just... you didn't think the guy that played goose's son i thought he, he was did. great no he, he did great it, it, at the beginning it just the, the bar scene was nothing near you come this year hell there was no val kilmer in the bar scene you know there was no ice man and there was no fucking um shit even um the guy that played uh the guy that married Susan Sarandon, he was even a tough guy. He was in the first Top Gun. Um okay. I'm not I, good with that. I, I know, but, but anyway, yeah. anyway, but getting away from that. No, it was great. And I still think and you, that, and you love this song you're saying oh, in it's, an it's, emotional it's, way. Well, it is because it says a lot. It, it it does. That and um and Chris Cornell's uh Till the Sun Comes Back Around from our movie from 13 Hours are probably the two best, to my opinion, 
the words, not just the music, but the words. And then um, um, Keith Urban's, uh, is Keith Urban, is that his name? The, the country singer that yeah. sang the head, lead song for um, um, Act of Valor. Those three songs. Oh, if, oh if look, you, yeah. Yeah, if you listen to those, the words of the three songs, those things are speak volumes of to what it actually is like. I mean, it, it brings it says, memories. It says, uh, For You by Keith Urban. <laughs> For You. Those three war songs are the best war songs and really do, in my opinion, for me, take me back to global on terror. Take me back, back, not just to Benghazi, but to Iraq and Afghanistan and all the things I saw. And I teared up because I, I wasn't thinking about Top Gun or the song. The song is it's a good song, too. And um, But it was like, man, I started to think about just things like that happened. Guys lost uh, even, even details, you know, blood. and But then also just being gone from the family, you know, you're like, holy shit, you know, you're thinking back and then you're thinking, man, I'm missing my 18 year old son again. Yeah. It, it, Cause he's five and I'm not seeing him. It, it, all those emotions just come in like that. And it's, and I understand how they can overtake you because that's the demons coming. The demons are coming back. They're good emotions, but they're still demons coming back to overtake you and, and overtake me. And, and so, yeah, I teared up a little bit, but then I looked around and was thankful for where I was at, you know, and I think that teared me up even more. So what I'm getting at is, is guys, those demons will always come and don't try to not, don't try to not make them come. I think that's where we lose the fight. You just have to fight them off. It's just like he went into that room and he got hit 20, he got hit whatever time, countless times, yeah, clearing, 27, yeah. 27, clearing to the left, clearing whatever side room he was on. All right. Those are those demons that are hitting you and he fought them off. All right. And he kept going. He got hit again. Those are some more demons that are hitting you. Those bullets are the demons. Think of it that way if you have to. And they're hitting you. And you got to keep fighting through them because you got to win that fight. And you got to win that fight because there's people that love you that want you to be around. And you still have a lot of life to live and to give to other people. And that's what he did eventually by giving to that family, by helping them get out of the house. It is the same analogy, guys. It's just spiritual and the other one's physical. And that's where I was like, that's why when those demons come, I let them come and I'll make friends with some of them, but I'm going to fight most of them off. But some of those I do need, like some of them I do need to remember. That's why I do watch 13 hours at least once a year. I got to remember it because I got it. I went through it and I want to feel that pain again and that happiness and that elation. I want to be on that roller coaster at least once again, once in a year again, because that's part of my life. And I accept that. So it's that when we try to, push those push those things we went through away brother it's it's it, that's when we have problems it's when we try to try to minimize them or we try to just desensitize ourselves from them don't let them come in let tear up out of nowhere that's okay that's what <laughs> we're okay to do that and um if it's songs or movie or talking to a friend and something or a smell and and it just makes you tear up that's okay let it come and then find something, push it off. I went through it. That was all, it was, it was awesome. It was awful, whatever. And then look around and be like, man, I am glad I'm here. I'm going to win this fight. And I'm a, and sometimes you have to do that every day. When I'm speaking on the road for a month, I'll be honest, bro. I do that every day, every day yeah. after I get done speaking, I have to fight those demons off for a month. And I even told my wife this, the last time I came home from that last speaking trip, it felt like a deployment because I was gone for you know, about a month, man. And I, was yeah. like, I had to, I had to reacclimate for 30 days till I felt like I was home again. It felt so like, this it, you know, that actually ties into what, you know, I kind of started the show with, with my announcement, right. That I <laughs> left something that would have paid 
more than I've ever gotten paid in my life. Like, but it wouldn't be worth it in terms of like my lifestyle. Right. Do you think doing um, these speaking engagements like on the road constantly is, is it's it's, it's starting to, that's why I've got to cut them down. If I, they are, they can be detrimental when I overdo it. Um, Yeah. But that's why I am slowly, slowly again. And because, you know, it, it is our, it is how me and my family, make the big chunk of our income you know yeah. I am an but it is interesting because like I, and you could tell me i don't think you feel the same way when you do a firearms course like you seem to really love doing that and it's not- sometimes it wears me out if i do the two dayers sometimes do wear me out because not the farm side but everything that's after because everybody wants to come and ask and sign books and it turns in and that's not a bad thing yeah. But they want to ask questions and it does wear me out. A two dare wears me out. That's why you'll see even this year, I have one two day course and the rest are one dares. One dares are like perfect. Get out there. I can shoot with them. I'm motivated. I can get those questions out about, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about this? My, they can ask me political stuff they want to. And then I can come home. And and oh, and if I'm home, that's another. It's got to be home. If I'm traveling to them, they wear me the fuck out. They do. The two well, that's the thing. Special. I mean, you're sort of well not sort of you are your own boss with what you do so you can just strictly do one day courses and 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 strictly do this many speaking engagements a year so and that's exactly you and i have talked that's exactly what i'm doing i i've cut it now i'm I'm doing this year i told jay over there kepler kepler speakers bureau to take great care of me jay conklin who's my main contact he's one of the vice presidents over there and rachel keeling who does most of my stuff they're so awesome to me. And that's what I tell them. And, you know, and I, we could, we could book me 60 dates a year. I, I really yeah. think that. And, and I told them, no, 15, 15 tops. That's it. And, and this is where they've got to be at. And this is where I, I don't want to, you know, I, I've been able to kind of be, I guess it can come off as pretentious a little bit, but it's, it's my, it's my health. It's my mental health. And it is, it start. it does. If I do too many a year, it does get to my head. Yeah. So I, so I, I don't need to do that because I want to be home. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. that's exactly how I felt earlier this week. It was detrimental to my mental health. And it was like, that is what comes first. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some people who, uh, like, just like with media, right, who lo- who love being on, every, mainly like Congress people, right? They love being on TV constantly uh, to the point where you're like, do these people even work? Like, they I know. It's every day and radio. And it's like, do you actually read any bills? Do you, you know, and, and just like, yeah, the same thing with what you do. I guess that there's like, you know, a Tony Robbins out there who I, I think it'd be hard to fake. Like, I think a guy like Tony Robbins loves this. And that's why he's been doing it for years and years. And he's constantly, he probably, if I had to guess, probably does like five times the amount of speaking. engagements. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes with him, but uh, you know, as, as an observer, it, it at least appears to be that he thrives with this and that's fine. That's what works for him. I well, guess. that's what I, I, there are people that have that narcissistic personalities a bit and, and to be a public speaker, you have to have a little bit of it. You do, you have to, cause people are looking at you. And if you're not comfortable with people looking at you, then you're not going to be a good public speaker. Uh, you're not. Um, but I think it gets to a point, like when I was doing those, I, I think one year I did 75. I mean, that's a lot in a year. It is. And you start to get by, that was when I was having the issues though, the most mental issues though. And, but the ego got huge. You, you do. You, people, because people are coming up to you and the speaking events are always positive and they're coming, they want to see you. They want to touch you. They want to hug you. They want to, and you, you, you do, you get a big head. You do. And, and to say Tony, I don't know Tony Robbins, but 
I would put dollars to donuts that, yeah, he's got probably a pretty good size ego. And that's why he probably keeps doing it. Plus he gets paid a shitload of money. He gets paid a lot oh, more yeah. than I do guys, honorariums. <laughs> Believe me. But there is on the public speaker side, the people that want to keep getting out there in front, it starts as helping people, but it morphs into look at me, look at me, look at me. And I, I, you know, he made a he, I mean, I don't actually, I don't know him, but I would bet that's probably where it's at now more. So granted, he still is helping people. I, I know he is. He, he's a great, I've watched his video. That's how I learned one of the guys I used to watch to learn how to speak. I would watch to see how he did things. him and Jim Valvano and met Eversman and Kenny Thomas. I'd watch those four guys speak because that's who I wanted to kind of emulate when I spoke. But I can tell you though. Yeah. I, and I would say, I would bet, and I could be wrong. But I would bet that a lot of it now is that you're feeding your ego because I know I know that it's easy to feed that ego when you're doing it all the time and you're not home. You, you get gassed up with yourself. Oh, oh, fucking New York term from third base, man. You're getting gassed up with yourself. You're getting. Your <laughs> yeah, I, <remember> that. <laughs> I love third base, man. Fuck, those guys are. I still got their shit. I love that shit. Prime Minister Pete, nice. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, you do. You get you gas up your head and and um and and that's when it starts to not be good for your mental state. And that's, I, I know what that feels like now. So that's why after that month, it's like, I, I got to get home. I don't want to do, and I haven't done any for, you know, it's been two months since I've been back out on the road because I needed that get home and, and Hey, take out the trash, do the dishes. Yeah. I agree. Yell that about you to be, to be just how we all should be. And that's oh, just yeah. be good. Normal, yeah. normal, normal. That's people. also why to me, like I was talking about the whole office environment. Um, when people's whole lives become like going out, you know, to dinner and yeah. drinks with the people you work with, and like that's your entire life. My best friends in the world um, are guys <clears throat> that go back to with from like elementary school, many of them in high school. And dude, they could care less that I do podcasts. They don't really know what I talk about. And that's cool. Like, I, I don't want to talk about that's this good. with them. I want to talk about just yeah. other things. And, um, yeah, my, like my job and my, I guess, public persona doing podcasts and all, like, it's just a small element of who I am. And I think like my good friends know the the real me, you know, yeah. not, not everything going on in my life is going to be talked about on the podcast. Like, I just want to interview interesting people. And every now and again, we'll talk about other stuff. Do, do you mind if I end it? I'll, I'll, I'll end this on like something kind of like fun, I thought, or sort of. But at least interesting to me because we did say we talked about the live stream so yesterday as we were recording this um the guys from the team house jack and dave did oh, yeah. a 12, 12 hour live stream <laughs> from brooklyn so they invited me to come on and at first i was like hey i'm gonna be working at newsmax because i do this nighttime show but then i left there so i was actually able to drive from long beach over to brooklyn which is a pretty long drive um to do the team house and we saw some familiar faces. Alana Duffy was there, who's been on the show. Yeah. And Alana has since, the, the leg that was amputated, she has tattooed a huge part of that leg. But they all all three of them, Dave, Jack, and Alana, I will say, are like some of the nerdiest veterans I've ever met in my life. <laughs> They're the, the polar opposite of the vet bro type. And I know yeah. you always say you're not a vet bro type, but you are a total vet bro compared to compared them. Compared to them, I am. No, you're <laughs> right. I agree with you on that one. Because Alana Duffy, like, you would think, right, military veteran who had to amputate the leg in combat, it's probably going to be like, all american flag tattoos and eagle and no was it this was and a dragon full, shit it was this is a shit. full star trek theme oh, tattoo 
She was like, that's this cool. is that's right. a saying from Star Trek, and this is a symbol from Star Trek. And she's telling, it's on the stream. She tells me the whole meaning, because I've never even watched Star Trek. Oh, so, dude, yeah. that, I remember us talking about, are we Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. I love Star <laughs> even the new Star Trek, man. I, I just watched the new Star Trek Into Darkness. I watched the movie just two nights ago. Love Star Trek. So I, that so her. And yeah, you're right. They are there are a lot nerder than me. Yeah. I, I yeah. But, Which but, I'll get into why why they're a lot nerdier than you yeah, go, go. and yeah. and me too. Is that so? It's a live stream, and they have a good like hundred people in there watching at a time. It's it's actually a pretty big audience because they're going twelve hours. I'm surprised the people oh, are still watching. Crap, but man. um, and a lot of people in the chat know me because i mean you got to keep in mind i did a podcast with jack for like five years and yeah. software was very big at one point and so these are people many of them who haven't heard from me in three years they don't even know what i'm up to and they're like wow it's great to see ian and i kind of wanted to chat with the uh listeners and give an update what i'm up to and talk about our podcast and plug it but jack and dave's plan was for us to play this role-playing game which lasts like four or five hours and it was called like Call of Cthulhu or something, however you pronounce it. I'm thinking the Metallica song. I know it's based off, you know, and have you ever played these role-playing games? No, fuck no. I would what I don't know what that is. What the hell is so a role-playing like, game? It's all these like 12-sided. I I barely know. It's like these 12-sided die things, and you have to choose a character. And my character was like a British guy who's a scientist. So and it's I'm like supposed to play this British guy who's a scientist for the audience and be like gentlemen you know i i can't do british accent you know i there's a murder in the hallway and and but they're not even doing this as parody they love this jack and dave is and alana they love these role-playing games i was sitting next to a firefighter who's former military he had no idea what the hell was going on i had no idea what the hell was going on i i was i love those guys but i was very bored with it at a Nerd. certain point i and i i, Nerd <laughs> I alert. To, <laughs> I had to I had to leave at a certain point because I was like I was like it's like 10 p.m. guys I, I appreciate coming by but I'm you know inviting me but I'm oh, getting wow. out of here and so people don't know this and we talked about it during the podcast and this tells you a lot about Jack and Dave when I left soft rep and Jack left soft rep his plan was not to start the team house and it was not to start a military podcast Jack started a company called mandatory fun and what he wanted to do when he got that studio was do role-playing games every week with Dave and other people. And they had Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> camera. And, you know, they're dressing up as these characters and, and playing the part. And they even said it. Dave said there were probably like three people watching the live stream. It never <laughs> went anywhere. And then they kind of went back to their roots and were like, let's have special operations military guys on. And then it blew up around the time they had Mike Vining. And they're very successful but at their heart, those guys love the Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons see. stuff. Yep. Yeah. I it, it is it, no offense, <laughs> but it's just not for me. I used to, yeah, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. I never did the role-playing games, but the dice game. And I thought that was kind of cool. But, but also, don't, you, don't you role play in Dungeons and Dragons? Don't you play like a dungeon master? Well, you, you, you do. You have to do the voices, though. I mean, you can just play it like a, you're you're a dungeon master, you're a dwarf, or you're a you're a a wizard and there's a, di a 12 sided die other dice and you roll it and you, you're fighting. Um, man, it's been such a long time. Yeah, I guess it, it, it is a role playing game, but we never got into it that where you did the voices and all that. Other. That's, that's nerdy. You do seriously. L7, L7, L7 weenie. Are you square? And that's, that's why it, I say right they're, there. they're the least bro vet 
Yeah. Vets, I know, and actually, you know who else is, and I'm going to have him on the podcast. <clears throat> He's a guy you introduced me to. Chris Dykos is the least <laughs> pro vet uh, vet that I know, more so than anyone. To the point, you know, what was crazy. You're gonna you're gonna say Chris Dykos is out of his mind for this one. What do you so, do now? What do you do now, Chris? What you, what the fuck did you do now, dude? The reason I'm thinking of having Chris Dykos on that would be interesting is I'm I'm a hockey fan. I'm you know we're in the Islanders, mm. but I'm casual. Uh, but Will Chiarucci, who we've had on the podcast, is diehard. He's gone to every single hockey arena. He goes to he has season tickets to the Islanders, insists on going to every game. And the Islanders are probably going to be in the wild card. And so are the Seattle Kraken. And Chris Dykos is a huge Seattle Kraken fan. So I was like, let's get both of them on. Let's do something different. We'll talk hockey. And I said to Chris Dykos, I was like, you know what? We could tie it into the military because I know that every Islander game, for example, they honor a veteran every game. And the whole crowd stands up and applauds and they chant USA. And I didn't know this, but I knew it from Chris now and Will. They do that in every NHL game. Oh, wow. Me, I didn't know that. Me and Will, who are not veterans, right? We're like, I think it's awesome. I love that they do that. Leave it to Chris Dykos to go. I think it's kind of overkill. Like, I don't know why they have to do this every game. I'm like, why? It's great. Why Why not? He's like, I don't know. Can't they honor a fireman or something? I don't know why they have to honor military I, every game. I, I mean, that I mean, that that makes if he would have went, don't you know the route I'm going? If because Chris is kind of if he would have said what I think you I thought he was, we'll leave it at that since we're going to keep this positive, this podcast positive. But I, yeah, that'd be cool. Honoring a, yeah, well, Chris a, a first also responder said, or something. Yeah. The, the other thing Chris said, and I mean, he, I think he'd be public about it. And we'll probably talk about it on the podcast in the coming weeks. You won't be on it. But um, he he said, he goes, he thinks it's kind of phony, I guess, Chris thinks. He goes, if people are so into honoring the military, how come so few serve? And, but I, I, I coming from a perspective of uh, <clears throat> of a civilian, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for military. It's just not the path that I took, but it's not a, it's not a phoniness thing if I well, stand up and chant USA when they honor a military veteran and combat veteran. I love it. You know? Well, I think so, as, coming from you, it's probably better than something coming from me. And that's that's what you should say. I mean, that's that's why we do it. Just what you said. There you go. Chris, there's your answer right there. I Because I, you're right. I, uh, is it phony? Yeah, I do. I think some people just do it just to do it. Maybe. But I think the majority of them are like yourself. They do honor veterans. They do honor the people that serve. They're happy they served and it gives them a chance to honor them, but they don't go outlandishly over the top about it all the time because then it would be phony. So I think the way they do it makes it not phony because it's just every once in a while. It's not every goal they're honoring a veteran or no, it's, where it's, it is overkill. Yeah, it's I, every game and they do it another time in between periods. They do it. And you know what they do that's really cool? You know what? I'm going to go in my closet and show you. Yeah, I, yeah, have, I have a Sorokin jersey, like an authentic Sorokin. Give me one second. <laughs> so I'll show you what they do. All right. I'm here by myself. I'm making finger puppets. What were you saying? I'm making finger puppets while I'm here by myself. Actually, gang signs is really what I'm doing. So I figured, I just also think this is a cool jersey, so I'm just whipping it out. So this is my, with this stupid uh, blurring of the camera thing. Come come right to the middle. Right to the middle. Right to the middle. So this is, uh, I know it's all blurred. I don't know why. It's because I put the blurred background on there. Uh, Anyway, you get my points. We can see. You get my point. But anyway, like, so the reason I, I took it out is because <clears throat> with the military veteran, they'll bring out, there's a lot of like uh, cl- classic players from the Islanders who now work for the organization like Butch Goring. 
And they'll have like Butch Goring come out and bring out one of these authentic Islander jerseys with the veteran's name on the back presented to them. Like, I think it's such a cool experience for these guys because a lot of them really are diehard fans. You know, I think there's a lot of guys who served from Long Island and women, right? And just like you talk about with music and stuff, I think like following the games while they're overseas is probably like one of the things that makes it feel like home for them. And when they get to go home and go back to UBS arena and see a game in person, it's probably like, wow, well, welcome back. And it's probably so cool to see them honored like that. I would. Think. Well, well, I, and I agree with Chris. I think it would be cool to, 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 to mix up veterans and then, then honor a first responder as well, you know, or, or first responder. When I say that, that's not just firemen and police, police officers, but it's also EMTs. It's also, uh, nurse, you know, seeing uh, what are the L LPNs like nurses and doctors, and I, I think that that'd be cool. I, I think anybody that serves to to help and save other people's lives should be honored. So I got no issue with that. But to say that it's over, I get where he's coming from. I do, uh, and but he's also in an area where maybe it does feel more. <laughs> Come on, you're in the Northwest. Yeah, it's not exactly the the most even though we've got shitloads of bases up there, we've got special operations troop. You, you got tons of military people up there. I wouldn't say it's the most military friendly area of the nation. And if I think stereotypically the stereotype there is correct, as far as honoring, I mean, you come to the Midwest, fuck yeah, they're on, yeah. this is Midwest. You go North, they're going to honor veterans and they, they do have a very higher, high respect for veterans and, and also for responders where Northwest, maybe not as much. I, I mean, I, again, no, he even he even acknowledged that while we were texting. He was like, this is a very liberal area. He, he said, you know, and it is. And and actually where I'm from, right, people would think because it's New York, but we're not New York City. It's a little bit different. Long yeah, Island, yeah. Long Island's different. Very, yeah. 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 Very. Yeah. You're 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 well, shit. Isn't that where Hannity lives? Doesn't Hannity live on Sean Hannity live on Long Island? I don't Island? know if he moved. He's from here. He's from here. He moved. He's he, from. He may be in Florida now, like everybody else. But. And yeah, Naples. That's right. Naples area. I somebody told me that. But um I I don't stalk Sean Hannity. I give a fuck where he lives. We're just pointing this out. But um, yeah, I I I, I yeah, that's just. I think removing it though is not the right thing to do either because then you're forgetting. No, it'd be crazy. It'd no, be crazy. I, yeah. So and, so and Chris, people, you're and people love it. They really do love it. People like everybody stands up for it. Everybody applauds, and I really do feel that it's genuine from so many people. I do, and it makes people proud of being American. So, Chris, come on, dude, get out of that Northwest liberal mentality. You can you can still be proud to be an American, regardless of where you live. And I think that's what honoring veterans does. It may not just be the oh, I'm honoring this veteran. It's you're feeling you're proud to be an American, and that's something yeah. that's still important and needs to be put out there even more so now, even if it's just in that little bit during the beginning and then the middle of the game, you're making people feel proud to be Americans. Well, we need to bring that back even more so now. And I, I do think it's coming back. It's just going to take yeah. a lot of time because we, we let it get away from us for many, many years. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think people still are, there was a survey recently it was covered all over the news, you know, about younger people. And yes, I do think like Gen Z, it's a problem. I think people my age and older, it's not. I think people in their 30s and up, I think they are very I, proud of the country. I think it's like a Gen Z thing right now. And I think there's reasons for it. Blame a lot of things. I blame the news media. I blame where the country has gone. I do think going into a war that people go, what did we actually accomplish? <laughs> changes people's minds, you know? I And and you know what? Maybe I wish, maybe we should look back at that. I think all of us younger generations aren't as 
patriotic as the older generations. I think that's 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 a testament from over time for many, 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 many years. I don't think that's it might any be but this particular survey. Was, was it was bad? Like a big one. Yeah, let me see if I can just pull it up because whatever, why not? Um, because it was covered by every it was covered everywhere. Um, all right, so this is New York Post coverage. And when it was covered every yeah, so it's a Wall Street Journal survey found that just 38% of Americans say patriotism is very important to them, down from 70% who said the same in 1998. Wow. Um, slightly more Americans, 39%, placed the same importance on religion, down from 62% who said faith was very important to them 25 years ago. Um, and then it's also the percentage of Americans who said raising children was very important, fell to 30% in the new poll, down from 59% in 1998. So yeah, I think a lot of that is younger people. Maybe some of it is older people. I think there's a lot of reasons for it, like the family thing. I think it's the cost of living being so high that wow. a lot of people can't afford to have a family. Uh, but some people also don't, I don't know, like right now in my life, it's not like an aspiration of mine. I don't know, maybe in the future. But, um, but yeah, the patriotism thing, yeah, it's definitely troubling. I also think people... Uh, focus too much on right who the who the politicians are like that should have nothing to do with patriotism if and trump is the exactly. president they're like i don't like this country or biden's the president and i don't think that is anything exactly to do with the country so i i agree with you on that one dude so gen zers pull your fucking heads out your asses all right and you you can hit me up all you want because you really do that brought, you really do you pull your heads out your asses and just start loving this country because this is the greatest country in the world and if you don't believe me Again, sign up for the military, go overseas, and go check that shit out. Go live that life, and then maybe you'll come back with a different perspective. And if you don't want to, this this is this is old Tonto. This is Dad Tonto. Shh, just quiet, be quiet. But <laughs> you know, you know I, what the problem is too, though, is uh, yeah, it, it, it's also with with our show, right? As you're saying that, our <laughs> no, I look at the demographics, and our show it's like thirty plus. That's who listens yeah, to our, show. and if they're listening to our show. They like, you know, they, they were preaching to the choir. It's like a lot of these people on yeah. TikTok and all that. So I have to ask them. So if you have never seen it, that means you have not been to a pro NHL game in like oh, at least a long time. It's right? been a while. The last in the last hockey game I went to, though, I did get to go see the national. I was during the 13 hours thing. The University of Minnesota It was the national championship game. Minnesota. It was University of Minnesota versus Michigan. And they invited us. Actually, I got my Minnesota Gophers jersey. It says Tonto on the back of it. Nice. And they invited us to go see the national championship game during the 13 hours. Tour. That was awesome, dude. Minnesota people, they get fucking A. They're crazy. And that was an awesome game. And Minnesota kicked the shit out of Michigan. It was like six and nothing national championship. That was the last one I saw. The last <clears throat> NHL game I saw. Shit. Probably when I was in college. I think it was. And I, and I saw it was the uh, Avalanche. And yeah, it was it was when um was it Grant Fur? He just got traded, and the and the Avalanche was really good. Is Grant Fur the hockey goalie? I'll check because yeah, this yeah. is before before uh, I was probably following. <clears throat> but the, the uh, but the um it's when no it's when he got traded to the Avalanche and they got really good. They had, they got this goalie that was amazing, and he came from Edmonton. This Edmonton championship teams Gretzky and Messier, and that's how long ago was. <laughs> that was a long yeah, time. That's a yeah, long, college. Yeah, that's that was the nineties. Yeah, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd have to. I don't <clears throat> see who it is, but yeah, you should go to a game, man. I think you'd have a great time. At some I point. love hockey. No, hockey games are fun. I, they and, are. They are. Honestly, I I thought just like anything else, the the college that atmosphere up there. I mean, it was in the Coliseum. It was huge. It was 
just like a pro hockey. I got box seats. You know, I'm up there. I love that up there eating and drinking and, and eating, you know, all the hockey stuff and amazing just watching it. You know, the, the, all of a sudden you hear the, the roar of the crowd and you run back from getting your tacos and you, you go and you watch because that's how hockey is. You know, it's very slow. And then all of a sudden you just hear the whole arena start to erupt. Holy shit, something's happening. And you run down and you see that scrum or somebody's on a breakaway and they're going to, oh. I, I, I know it wasn't pro, but Man, that that national championship game, NCAA national championship hockey, especially is in that's Minnesota. Cool. That's a pretty big deal. That was a. I'm just surprised all those times you were in New York that like because you were in Manhattan most of the time that you didn't see a Ranger game or something. You know, you know? I, yeah, I should have. I just just really didn't think about it at the time. And I, I yeah. hockey hockey is one thing I do is still enjoy watching the re- in person. The rest of the stuff I don't care to. I went to a Cleveland. Cavaliers I'm going to call you out. How could you enjoy watching it in person if you haven't gone since college? When I have gone <laughs> to a hockey game, huh? I I went to the national championship. I did enjoy that. But I guess I just don't enjoy it enough to go buy a ticket and go sit in the stand. If if the opportunity is there and I'm there, I'm like, hey, let's go see a hockey game. But for me to go, hey, I'm going to fly to New York and go to a hockey game. No, nah, that's not. Well, you'd, you'd be, as you said, Colorado Avalanche would probably be, right? That's the closest team to you. Yeah, there's nothing in Kansas City, is there? Wait, does Oklahoma have a hockey? I don't uh, even know. Do Wait, uh, Oklahoma, I should know this. I thought wait, Oklahoma had a hockey Do they? Team. And I think they I think you're right. Wait, I'm just, I'm losing train of thought here. Oklahoma. I know. I know we were like, I know they have the Thunder we're seeing. <laughs> Oklahoma NHL team. No, this is uh, the Oklahoma City Barons, but oh, nah, they're, we're they're, a professional they're... hockey team. So no, I, I guess it would be. It'd be, it'd be, or, uh, or, um, yeah, because there's no hockey teams in Texas either. Well, dude, Any, come or to the New da- York. what happened to Dallas? Dallas, yeah, the Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars, and the Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars play Pantera when they score a goal. Yeah, that's six hours. That's not Dallas is only six hours away from me. It's not far. It's actually closer than Denver. And now yeah, I would go see the Dallas Stars play. We'll 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 make it happen, man. We'll make that happen. I, I think you got to come to New York. We'll do a podcast. We'll do a hockey game. Okay. And you know, because you haven't been in New York since the first podcast, you should come yeah. visit. It, it'll be a good time. And um, the other thing that I want to do at the team house, because I realize this, if you come by and you're able to go to Brooklyn and do a team house, I would like you to be a part of this because I pitched it to them. I think it's much be- better and cooler than playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, I've had this idea for years, I swear to you, but I don't know the technology to do it. So D from the team house knows how to yeah. make it so that if you're watching something, they can show it on the screen and they could show us in high def type of thing because during the live stream they were playing this ninja turtles video game which i would have been more into uh earlier in the stream and you saw them playing ninja turtles but you saw the screen in high resolution so here's what an idea i've had for years i would like me jack murphy if dave's there dave mike bins because mike bins mike, from the local mike. hilarious Mike's yeah he's fucking great Mike's awesome. and if you're there i'd like you to be a part of this i want us to watch the Dennis Rodman documentary, The Big Bang in Pyongyang. I have not seen North that. Korea. Is that any good? It's insane. Yeah. And I want us to live do live commentary of it. And that's why I'm I'd be perfect on that. I've never seen it. It's, it's Dennis Rodman dr- completely drunk in North Korea, meeting with Kim Jong-un, <laughs> acting crazy, singing happy birthday to him in the stands. I mean, the whole thing is not, it's, it's one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. So I think <clears> us <throat> just in a room commenting on that would be, Okay. live stream gold we'll, we'll make it happen one of these days it will happen it, it will happen no no win but it will happen man that'd be fun that, that cool. would be 
That'd be cool. Well, anyway, did, is there did, anything else? Uh, I don't know. Did, did we have, I, I know I had one, e, well, not an email, but uh, I got an, a DM or a comment in Instagram. And I, I, I don't usually read them. I, I yeah, we're at famous last words. Everybody says that, but I did see one of the comments I post about me lifting and it asked about diet. And I think, well, shit, we're on here. Might as well answer me. I, hey, hey, Chris, you know, you post these workout pictures. What about diet? And all I can tell guys is I, I don't diet. I, I eat what I want to eat. Um, I just eat it in moderation. I think that's the biggest thing is if you're going to be working out, you're going to be active, or even if you're not, just don't overeat. You know, but guys, I still eat shitloads of M&Ms. And now I say in moderation. For me, a shitload is probably, you know, I eat a pack of M&Ms. I probably do a day. And m I do. But um, I also work out a ton. So all I tell you is, and whatever you do is just, whatever it is, it's just in moderation. You know, eat a lot of protein, take bubs. Dude, bubs is, I'm I'm not just selling that stuff. I'd be honest, we'd take it. And then um, eat your fruits and vegetables. For those of you that have, that have anything with your stomach, eat an apple a day. An apple a day will help clean you out tremendously and it's good for you. And and then drink a ton of water. But I think it's where people get on diets and they quit and then they get you know workout, then they have this relapses that they try to do stuff to the extremes instead of just being moderate. Yeah. Just be moderate. I, I said I, I work out a ton, but that's you know what that that allows me to eat the M&Ms that I want during the day. So I don't do any crazy diets. I don't, I eat, I, I try to eat clean, you know, which means I try to eat, grill, I grill steaks, put steaks on the grill. I try not to eat a ton of processed food. It's not good for my stomach anyway. So I can't, cause it really upsets it because of my ulcerative colitis. But um, I think eating clean, you'll find yourself after about a month or two. Of, and I say clean stuff you buy at the store as clean as you can get it. You don't have to go to Whole Foods and spend 20 bucks on an apple don't do that i do love whole foods personally it's just man it's just, they do they do but it's just so damn expensive now but whole foods does have good but i said you don't have to do that you can go yeah. to just just go to a grocery store buy stuff out of the fridge and, and eat stuff you make and, and be clean with it and then just do it in moderation eat eat a decent meal in the morning if you can if not it's no big deal eat something in the afternoon i usually eat a pack of tuna or or you know, something light in the afternoon with a lot of fruit, a lot of cheese and, and vegetables. And then at night I'll eat a, my big meal, my big meal. So, um, that's it. That's really it. I, I don't do anything special and you don't need to be doing that HGH. You don't need to be doing that steroids, even though I would say probably 75% of the country's on that shit. Um, and, and you know, I'll, I'll add this, you see more and more women doing it. And man, man, women, it's, it's not good for you guys. Take it from somebody who used to sell that shit in college and used to take it. All it does is destroy your joints. It, it does, it destroys your, it, it plays with your emotions. It fucks your head up. It makes you angry. It makes you aggressive. You don't need to be that. Way. Um, you know what? Could I throw something in there? Yeah, we won't get course. into it in depth, but people don't want to say it right. The, the school shooter who was transgender it's a girl taking testosterone. Testosterone. I'm just leave it at that. Hey, I, well, and that's 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 we've been know we've known that for years. This is nothing new. If it does, it messes up your psyche. It does. It makes you aggressive. That's what testosterone does. And also, you know what else it does? It 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 just over time frame it stops your body from producing testosterone. So. You're going to have, male, once if, again, you're if, male, you're so if you're a male, if you're a male and, and if you're a man, if you're male and, and that means you're going to have to continue to take it and it, it will shorten yeah. your lifespan. So don't do that shit. Just eat clean, take bubs, you know, and, 
and just everything in moderation and get some workout in at least, I would say four days a week. I work out six days a week and I take one day off, but I worked up to that for many, many years. I didn't start that way. So, um, and, and then if you feel like you need to take a day, take a day, but there are days where you're like, man, get up and go do something and you'll feel tons better. But that's all. I'm sorry. I know we we're doing some emails. That was no, one fine. I, I kind of had, but that, that was it, man. Yeah. I I'll, <laughs> I'll add something to that. Um, and then we'll, we'll end it there. Uh, I think I would give maybe a little bit stricter advice. Like when well, yeah, I was and a person, give your back, your personal, yeah, you I'm do, a certified you're, personal you're, trainer. You're, you're, you're I, I still keep up with it, even though I'm not actually training people right now. Like tomorrow, I have to go to a course because every two years I got to sure. recertify. Yep. So I take courses throughout the you know months and get this thing recertified. But this sounds like way more of a pain than it is. But when I was at my peak strength and, you know, I, there was there was a period in 2019 where I thought I looked pretty good right now. I just I haven't been able to as much because moving from Connecticut to New York and just I, I've been you're more still busy, in but... shape, dude. You still you're Thank not you, man. You, you don't got the. I mean, I can tell if you were getting a little bit of the fat in the face, I'd tell you. But you're still, yeah, you're still but I'm definitely I'll, I'll be the first. I'm not like <laughs> shredded right now or any of that. I'll, I'll get back to it. But anyway, at my peak, I was using that my fitness pal and I wasn't huh. super strict to the point where you're saying these people were like, I got to cut out all carbs. Yeah. I got to just uh, nothing like that. But the one thing I would recommend people do, I would say, uh, and like you said, start to cut down calories slightly. If that's what you're looking to do, if you're looking to put on weight, the the opposite of that. But uh, this is the hardest thing to do. And people don't really it's hard to it's hard to know that you're doing this unless you're tracking it. If you're trying to put on muscle, they recommend you're getting 0.8 grams to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. I've mentioned that in the bubs reads and people don't realize that. Yeah. I mean, scientifically, that's what you have to be doing. So what, and people are like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do grilled chicken? Do I have to do salmon? It's like, no, whatever you enjoy, even if you're a vegan, right? There's vegan sources of protein, but you have to get that amount of protein in. And, and yeah, unless you're doing something extreme, which I wouldn't recommend, you don't have to cut carbs. You don't have to cut fats. You might want to lessen them over time, but yeah, you do want to be getting enough protein in. And for you, if you enjoy to do more steak or you enjoy to enjoy more chicken or fish, that's what you'll stick with. And as you said, less processed crap, less fast food. It doesn't mean you can never have that stuff. I don't know. Treat your have like, a cheat day. Yeah. Would you recommend it as a personal trainer? Would you hey it's okay to have a cheat day every once in a while, which I do. Yeah, uh, or, or I would even say for some people, like if you're eating three meals a day or four meals, right? And like two of them or three of them are, are very clean. And then one of them is a cheeseburger or something. That's fine, I think. I, I don't I think, I think as long as like 75% of what you're eating is is good, wholesome food. Yeah. And then, you know, the other 25% you're enjoying, you're out with family. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to disappoint yourself probably if you're trying to do what some bodybuilder is doing for contest prep and they'll all say that they're miserable at a certain point. And because, that's not healthy. Yeah. And that's not Definitely healthy not. for you. It is not, man. I, if, if you're a runner or you're active and you get out and ride bikes, you need those carbs, guys. You need yeah. that sugar. You need a little bit of that salt. You you don't, moderation. Everything I said is moderation. I, um, I agree. I think when Chris Beck was on the show, we did talk about moderation on everything a little bit. I, I thought we did, but if not, forgive me, Chris. I, I But I, I, I'm giving you kudos because I know you said it somewhere, but Everything in moderation is where it needs to be at. Never on extremes of anything, um, you know. And you'll have a great, fun, healthy life. And I agree with you. But so, 
I forget who asked that question. It was on Instagram, but I wanted to answer it because I do think people, because of the way I look, they think I, I diet. No, no, I just work out and I eat what I want. And, and, but I just, in moderation, I don't overdo it. I don't go eat a whole pie by myself or eight candy bars yeah. or 10 steaks. It's, it's moderate. And when I'm full, I'm full. It's called discipline. I know. And I, can I throw something out there? Just yeah, being yeah. truthful. No, you no, stay, no. You stay in good shape year round, right? And yeah. You do. I've seen you. Yeah. However, you. people might have the impression that which which cover was it? Most ballistic magazine. The ballistic. <laughs> that's not what you look 365 days out of the year. Like. Well, well, and on and that thing on that ballistic cover, you know, I had just eaten before we did that. I shoot. remember you told I, me you told me you were eating like nachos. Nachos. Right? I ate a plate of freaking nachos, and then before we ate, the, and at that time too, I was running a shitload more because at that time too, my head was so fucked up. So the only outlet I had, if it was either this, which was not good, or I would run. Man, I was probably running 70 miles a week, which honestly, again, it's not really healthy either <laughs> at the, because I wasn't eating as well as I probably should have. I gorge myself like that, the nachos, and then I wouldn't purge. You don't, don't do that <laughs> crap. But then I did, then I go, you know, I go run and work out for, and that's, that wasn't good either. I'll be honest. I, I think I, I, my body was breaking down a little bit. It might've looked good. I was like a glass, I call it glass house. Might've looked good decent yeah. but on the inside i was all fucked up but yeah i don't look like that and i don't want to look like that 800 i know in fact I, I like how i look now this is how i want to be just in shape you know maybe showing some striations a little bit but i want to be able to where i, I just feel good i can i can run three miles and go bike 10 miles on the peloton and go then do workout after and do 100 sit-ups and whatever but i don't want to look like where i'm Geez, I look like you know where I'm way like I'm dieting like a bodybuilder diet. It doesn't that doesn't that, that that wasn't healthy for me. But thank you for commenting on that. I'm saying the picture probably looked decent, so thanks. Oh, it looks great. But but you know that's also the whole uh, social media vibe. People see pictures of of people at their absolute best. They don't take what they look like every day, and they're yeah. like, wow, this is what this person looks like 365 days out of the year, and oh, that's usually not true. This is yeah. how I look. This is how I normally look, and this is how I like to look. And sometimes yeah. I get a little bit bigger. Sometimes I get a little bit smaller. But it just depends on the trip and how much I can get to the gym. But diet is huge, important. Got to diet right and just moderation, man. Moderation, don't overdo it. And if you want to eat a cheeseburger, eat a freaking cheeseburger. It's yeah, okay. I agree. All right. Well, thanks for checking this out, guys. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We still have the Etsy store available, the Battle, Battle Line Podcast Vault. Maybe we'll add some stuff to the future, but check that out in the future. And um, yeah, we appreciate all of it. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. And uh, check us out on social media. And yeah, let people know that the shows are going to be up on Tuesdays now. That's going to be what we're doing. I'll probably change around the imaging a bit. I know Debbie sent me a new outro. Probably won't have it this show, but next show we'll have the new outro, which says Tuesdays instead of Mondays. That's awesome. Hey, and tell Debbie, when you yeah. talk to her more, that's what I listen to when I'm driving, more obscurities. I need some more obscurities podcast, man. Those things are fucking awesome. That's all for this episode of the Battle Line Podcast but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never, never quit. quit.